G'day partners and welcome to this week's episode of Bet With Brilliance. We're previewing uh, the last day of Group 1 racing in Brisbane this weekend, partners. It's Tats Tiara Day over at Eagle Farm. Uh, as always, joined by Jared Fish, the Sydney rider for Brilliance. Fish, how are you going, mate? G'day, Jack. Oh, yeah, I've had better days, mate. Um, obviously, the bad news has come through that won't be able to come up to Queensland on the weekend and enjoy the uh, day up there, but... Anyway, that's the COVID world we live in these days and um, still looking forward to the weekend of racing anyway. It should be a good one. Yeah, borders got shut, so you couldn't come up for Tats Tiara Day and then back up into Origin at Suncorp. So, um, yeah, big one missed out, but we will definitely catch it up there one day. Um, this week, this uh, sorry, this podcast, sorry, punters, and, and all others, obviously proudly sponsored by Southern Cross Bet. They're 100% Australian-owned and operated punters, so get around them. And if you do, please remember to gamble responsibly, obviously. Um, going back, looking at the weekend that's gone, Fish was Ipswich Cup Day out there at uh, Royal Ipswich. Uh, Who did you have for the star of the week? Star of the week for mine was um, Desert Lord there with Ryan Maloney on board. Um, he was caught three wide. Oh, he went three wide from about the six, 600 metre mark and covered more ground than any horse in the race. And he was actually bolting away from him at the finish. So I just thought that was pretty impressive. Um, obviously, it was a class six and he's going to go on to bigger and better things. But uh, there were some pretty handy horses in the field. And I just think he's probably a big follow um, after watching him go pretty well there first up on a tricky track like Ipswich is. So I was pretty impressed by that run. Who was yours, mate? I did give mine to incentivize. I think it was a race where he had to win by panels, and that's exactly what he did. He still clocked in the fastest last 200 metres of the meeting, I believe. And that's with horses like Amish Boy going around in the, the eyeliner and some, some very good horses on the day. So uh, I've given it to him. But uh, your ride of the week, who did you go with? Uh, ride of the week for me was um, in Sydney at Rose Hill, James McDonald on um, No Compromise. Similar thing. He was sort of sitting patiently in last position there and it got to about the 800 metre mark and I think he just thought there wasn't that much pace in the race so he took off. Um, most importantly, he ran straight past the uh, favourite in Lakeen from the Godolphin camp and Lakeen took off to try and take after him but in the end he just outstayed but I thought um, if he didn't take off early then and make that move, there was no way he'd win that race. So yeah, pretty impressed with Macca there and uh, that's my ride of the day. James McDonald, what about yours? But I gave mine to Steph Thornton on Happy Go Plucky in the Ipswich Cup. Uh, I thought it was a really good uh, – watching the replay as, as I was infield on the day on Saturday at Ipswich there, and I saw the first race and that was it, punters. But uh, go back watching the replay, really patient ride from Steph to go sort of down what is that home straight and uh, kept kept the horse out wide, didn't, didn't panic, didn't rush any decisions. Uh, she was even sort of three wide at the – uh, going into the turn, but with no pace in the race, she sort of assessed that and and was happy to stick up on the pace for a horse that likes to be up there. And and I think it was the the patience early on that one of the race when the whip started cracking. So uh, that was who I gave it to was was Steph. Yeah, mate. Um, I definitely got that one wrong. I was pretty um pretty keen on envelope there, but as I said last week, um, he tried to race that uh, his last day and race it at the pace of a Tab Everest and. Yeah, once again, went out a bit too quick there, but I don't know. I think he's still running, actually. They haven't got him off the track yet, but anyway, we'll move on from that. Don't feel too bad, mate. In Good Health is still out there somewhere battling to find the post, So, um, and I was pretty keen on her. So 
we're not too worried about it. But this weekend, partners, we're getting into, like I said, it's the last group one of the card. It's the uh, Tats Tiara for the Phillies and Mares. That one's going to be over 1,400 metres. We've got the, the Tab Battle of the Bush final punters. And uh, Fish, if you thought you had Mexican form to deal with last week, wait till you see Emerald and Gundagai and, and all these kinds of uh, – sorry, Gundawindi and – and all these kinds of places popping up in the form guide. Uh, we've also got the Tats Gold Crown, which is sort of like the B grade for the TR. And then uh, we've got the in the Incentivised Cup or the, the Tats Cup, as they've got to call it. So uh, Incentivised goes around again on Saturday, punters. They're the big ones for the day. The, we're going back to Eagle Farm, something that we know uh, coming out of the Brisbane Winter Carnival fish. The rail's going to be at six metres, probably expecting a good four with the excellent drainage that the track has there. Uh, I think it'll be a bit softer on top uh, because there is rain predicted for Friday and then a lot more for Saturday punters. So just keep an eye on the weather there as we're recording this one on a Wednesday night. But I'm going to try and favour some horses that have those runs on the board for soft tracks. Uh, have you got any type of betting strategy in, in mind going into Saturday fish? No, I think um, the way that the Eagle Farm track's been playing recently has been pretty fair. And uh, the last meeting they had there, most races sort of had all the horses sort of fanned out on the field down the straight. And there was, you know, millions of runs coming from all over the joint. So uh, I did take into account the uh, 8 to 20 mils of rain on Saturday. And like I said, I looked into the soft range, but I sort of look for horses that are um, best on a good track and maybe into the lower soft range. Haven't been really looking for any uh, mudluckers or anything like that, but should be an even day of racing and, yeah, looking forward to it. Yeah, if Jungle Edge was coming on Saturday, there's not enough rain for him <laughs> for Eagle Farm. So that's not what we're looking for, punters. I'm going to be looking for those uh, those horses that are maybe sort of midfield and a bit further back that will run on. Uh, I think it's proven very hard to lead all the way and win at Eagle Farm unless it's a really slow tempo and, and you've been rated really well. So uh, I think that track pattern at Eagle Farm, the one thing that we've definitely learnt and, I think Brooklyn Hustle showed it when she got the win there on the last race of the day when we were last at Eagle Farm, that if you've got that big turn of foot and you can get out wide, you can win. So that's what I'm going to be looking for. But uh, without further ado, Fish, we'll get into it. Yeah, mate, race one's the uh, Tattersall's Life Member Stakes, 1,830 metres, which is a listed race. Uh, the market really gives three horses a chance, only five horses in the race, but... Uh, the favourite is two to Kaka with Jimmy Mapp on board, dollar forty. Pretty short odds there, but uh, then you got General Wolf, five dollars. Um, Balmarice, who had a good run there last start, five dollars, and then forty-one dollars about Calpurnia, and sixty-seven dollars about KT Renato. Um, probably not too much of a fuss about the speed map here, but what do you think about this race? Yeah, no, you can sort of throw the speed map out the window. I mean, if you do have a look of it, official maps are saying it'll be a slow race punters that Calpurnia from Gate 1 will go and get the lead. Maybe Tutakaka uh, and General Wolf are sort of the second pair. And then it's uh, KT, Renato and, and Balmaris to bring up the tail. Uh, it's a race that's previously been run on by horses like uh, Plutocrat, Cornier and Granny Red Shoes, which is a pretty funny name for a horse punters. Uh, sorry, fish off the top. There's a couple more history lessons in the pod, uh, which I've really enjoyed and going to hopefully stick with. But uh, throw the speed map out the window. I did this race before the odds came up for the race and and I wasn't surprised to see how short Tutakaka came up and I couldn't find anything else for the race. 
Uh, looks to be a better horse as he's gotten out over further, coming over from New Zealand and being a son of Tavistock. That's no surprise at all. I don't think the three-and-a-half-length loss really tells the story of uh, of his last run. Uh, runs on the soft track, so uh, if it does get into sort of that genuine soft range on, on Saturday, that's not going to be a, a, an issue. Um, I think he boxed on incredibly well and, and should enjoy the step up to 1,800 metres. Are you with the shorty here? Yeah, mate, this looks a bit of a strike blow for the uh, trainer there with Tutikaka. Um Obviously, he writes his own ticket, really. He placed on debut in New Zealand, and he's come out to Australia and had two runs on the board. Both of them had merit. Um, like you said, that run last start at Eagle Farm, he was ridden pretty confidently at the back there and real quiet. And then, um, obviously, the jockey asked him to wind up, and it seemed to take him a while to wind up. But when he did, when he did, he absolutely attacked the line, as you probably saw watching the replay. I think you just take into account that 1,800 is going to be perfect. Third up, bit of a tick in, realistically probably looks the class horse in the race. So the, the odds are probably right, but it'll be a same thing for me. No bet, but I'll watch it with interest and I would expect this horse to get the job done, especially with uh, James McDonald on. Probably a, a really good race just to mostly how the track plays and what the condition of it's really like. I wouldn't expect, if the rain does come up, I wouldn't expect it to be chopping out on race one since they've had a couple of weeks off now from Eagle Farm punters, but it might be one to just assess the conditions a bit. Uh, but we'll get into race two, Fish. Yeah, exactly right, mate. It's always important to watch the uh, first race of the day and see how it's playing. Um, race two is the Ernie War Memorial QTIS handicap over 1,200 metres uh, for three-year-old fillies. Top of the market, you got Redoubt's Image from Chris Lees and Aussie Budstock at $2.60. One of your horses. El- <laughs> Elegantly, Anthony Allen on board, $3.60. Microwave Jenny, Ben Thompson, Tony Gollan, $6.00. Better than best, $9. Uh, Bellissimi Amici, $14. Super 1, Susie 18. And getting out to large odds, the rest. This one's probably going to be... Uh, the speed map will have more of an impact here. What's your thoughts? Yeah, so better than ready, eloquently in Hancora Field. Uh, sort of look to be battling for the lead in this one. Fish with a, a moderate pace, but they could probably step it up a notch if they wanted to. Uh, Ginnabel, Dejanova in the second pairing. Uh, Dragon Miss behind will be uh, Reduce Image uh, and then Balasimi Amici and uh, not even going to try and pronounce that one, sort of making up the tail there, punters. Uh, going with the Aussie, Aussie Bloodstock horse here, Fish, absolutely bolted in last start at the sunny coast on the, the big track there. So uh, I think that's a tick for her coming to Eagle Farm. Uh, just on top of that, runs previously behind the likes of uh, Tumbler Ridge and, and Rothfire and then beating home Apache Chase in uh, one race earlier in her career. So that stacks up pretty well when you have a look and see what he's come out and done since. The soft track, if it gets to that genuine soft track punters, that's not going to be an issue at all because the last start win was on a soft track. Uh, gate four, I've probably got a, maybe a couple of pairs uh, or maybe a pair further than where she is. I don't think she is in the back half of the field, probably closer to the front half of the field. Uh, Craig Williams, six. I think she's going to be really hard to beat. I remember watching the win at the Sunny Coast, and uh, it was only because she won and won convincingly that she stayed up here and they were targeting a race like this uh, for, for Lee's camp was. So uh, I think she's going to be really hard to beat here, punters. Uh, are you going to go with your mate, Sarah Dozzy Bloodstock? You've probably got to do that with your contract, haven't you? 
<laughs> no, you'll be surprised, mate. Actually, I think I found I think I found a bit of a sneaky one here. Uh, I'm liking the look of microwave Jenny from the Golden Stable with Ben Thompson on board. It just to me seems like the market's from um, first up on the Gold Coast, 1200 meters. They finished a minute 10 seconds. Microwave Jenny was in the photo finish there, I believe, half a length, and then you go back to a, an open three-year-old race she competed in in January. That was uh, 1,200 metres as well. That was one in a uh, minute and nine seconds. That's pretty quick time for 1,200s, and that was she was in the finish there too. So I just think based on time, she's right in this. Um, Eloquently's at the top of the market as well behind um, Redoubt's Image. Two recent wins over the 1,200 on a good track were both minute 13. That's a lot slower times-wise. And then the big danger is obviously Redoubt's Image for sure, uh, who's also... Hasn't really posted those times around the minute 10, but has the runs on the board racing in bigger races. So, yeah, just based on times, I've sort of found one there that I'm happy to play at $6. Uh, microwave, Jenny, microwave Jenny. Yeah, well, I wouldn't talk you out of it. I was so taken by the the win of Redoute's image first up, and it looks like a target race now for us. So uh, either way you want to go, punters might have the exact there in race two. That's it. I'm keen to get on board that one, mate. Race three is the winning edge presentations, QTIS for three-year-old Colton Geldings, this one, 1,200 as well. Current favourite is Kingston's here. Uh, ben Thompson on, $2.25. Golan and Hugh Bowman combined with Mass Destruction for $3.70. Garoppolo, $6. Uh, Super Gorgeous, $9.50. Jimmy Byrne and Kelly Schweder have Acrobatic at $15. Uh, and then you've got Kudu and Kavak around the $25 mark. And then we're getting out to uh, large odds of rest. So what's happening here, mate? Uh, it looks like Super Gorgeous will take the lead up or, or look to do so here, punters. Kingston's here, Kavak and Acrobatic uh, sort of in that second line. Uh, Dan, better get ready. Uh, I'm 24-7. And the other horse looking to make up it there is uh, is Battle Through. Uh, that's Battle Through there, yeah, punters. So uh, then you got Kudo... Uh, mass destruction behind Kudo, uh, Oregon and uh, Garoppolo is definitely going to take up the tail in this one, punters. Um, I'm with the the horse that's going to be bringing up the rear of the field here is Garoppolo. He's drawn inside gates his last few runs and this is a really big horse that would much more, would, would appreciate being outside of horses much more. Sorry, punters, I'll get it out eventually. Um, so I think the wide draws a real advantage for him to go back and get a card into the race and get that clear air down the middle. Uh, comes out of a race that was really uh, was run uh, quite fast, and he was on the inside of the track, which was a negative there at Eagle Farm, and uh, got checked a bit in the straight as well. Go to his start before that was in the Mick Dittman, uh, or a couple of starts before, sorry, was uh, on a soft track, and he ran really well. So uh, I think he's... I was just trying to work out if he'll carry 51 or 50 on the weekend. Rise is saying 50 on the weekend after the apprentice claim punters. So uh, dropping something like six or seven kilos there on the day, that's only going to help the turn of foot that this horse has. And I think he can finally get the win. I think he's found his race that he can win. But uh, how did you see it, Fish? I'll end it on mass destruction with uh, Hugh Bowman on for Tony Gollan. Um, he was in the blanket finish in the Queensland Day Stakes where Satana won at big odds. That day, and uh, if you watch the replay, he got a little bump in the straight, which I think probably in the end, mate, might have cost him, but he was in the finish anyway and had his chance, and I thought he was very strong through the line. 
you can't argue with his eagle farm form and he's finished in the placings 12 times out of 14. So the horse is very consistent. And I just think dropping back to this grade, th- three-year-old Colson Geldy, he'd have to be a massive chance. Um, and $3.70 looks a great price. So I'm pretty keen on that. My danger is Garoppolo. Um, I've got 51 kilos, I believe. So six kilos, dropping six kilos in weight. He also comes out of the same race and he was finishing pretty strongly there last start as well. So any horse that's um, dropping that much in weight is probably going to be very competitive. And if I found mass destruction as the winner, then I have to be terrified of this horse dropping six kilos. Um, so, yeah, I think mass destruction might be too hard to beat, but Garoppolo is probably the danger. Yeah, it looks like Jaden Lloyd's just going to have to hang on and hope for the best there on Saturday because uh, that bloke will be absolutely fine down the outside. But, you're, geez, you must be tipping King Golan to have a big day to close out the carnival. Yeah, I am. I guess one of the other things to worry for me, though, is um, uh, mass destruction is going up two kilos. So if you really put that into the weight scale against Garoppolo, that's eight kilos. Garoppolo drops six and mass destruction goes up two. That's a big weight swing. So that definitely comes into play there. But hopefully one of us gets the win there for sure. Yeah, absolutely, mate. We'll move on to the next one before we go and find some real out west form. Yeah, this one's uh, 97.3 Tattersall's Gold Crown. Over 2,137 metres. Now, before we get into this, um, I hope that I don't pick a horse that's in the photo finish here because I reckon that last seven metres might prove pretty costly. <laughs> I don't understand that. Just take really those seven obs- metres away, surely. Re- really obscure distance, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, exactly right. I might lose my metre. I'll be blowing up. Oh. Anyway, um, the favourite's Polly Gray. Tommy Berry, I'm Chris Waller, $2.60. Walking Flying for Ben Thompson. On board, $5.50. LaGriza, up from Sydney, $5.50. Zaydani's $5.50. Windermere, $10. Uh, Maid of War, $13. Uh, Kelly Schreeder brings Selimate here at $21. Paul Massara trains Deepwood Vale at $26. And then you're getting out to large odds with Isabella Spring there as well at $67. So it's a pretty good race, this one. I'm interested to see your thoughts. Yeah, my first thought was when you went through the distance of that race, I could just see if you were trackside and you were on the wrong side of a photo, I could see you just carrying on to any steward that had listened about the length of the race and shorten it by two metres or give them five more or it would just be Mate, so I'd, funny. But um, I'd be absolutely blown up about that. I just don't understand where they find that extra seven metres from. Yeah, yeah, what's going on there? We'll have to we'll have to pop the question to uh, Racing Queensland, but... A race that's been won by a couple of good horses in the past, Fish, uh, Religify, Grand Rosso and Duke of Valentine well, pop up on the uh, honour roll of this one. Uh, Windermere will look to take the lead. I think Made of Ors up there, nothing compares. And uh, Isabella, Isabella Spring, I believe that is, has got some incentivised form there, punters. Uh, Wild Sheila, Polly Gray looking to get to, uh, and going further back, sorry, will be uh, Lagressa. Uh, Deepwood Walking Flying, Salamade and Zaydani. I've got uh, Walking Flying on top here, punters. Uh, was actually surprised to go and find some Melbourne form, which I uh, quite enjoyed. Is Walking Flying in a, a finals race down there has beaten some very good horses at Flemington on a soft deck, including Grinzinger Alley and, and Over the Sky, who actually goes around as a favourite at Caulfield on Saturday. So, uh, that looks to, from an odds perspective, stack up pretty well. Uh, I think she's built a really good platform uh, to step out to the 2,137 metres and 47 centimetres. Um, had a really solid tick over run, I think it was last start. 
uh, beating home in good health, Polly Gray and Fabric. So uh, a couple of really good mares there, despite in good health last run. Start before that was the JRA, the chairman's handicap. Only beaten two lengths by uh, warning and, and so you win. So that looks pretty decent form there if you don't take into account the fact that so you win can't actually win. Uh, I think dropping back to Phillies and Mare's grade, if she puts in a similar run to that JRA where she was just out sprinted by the blokes, uh, I think she'll go a long way towards winning this. But how did you see it? This is a real tricky race for me because I think either way you look at it, the, the market could be absolutely... Very wrong with Polly Gray's two dollars sixty favourite, but if the rain starts bucketing down, then then the two dollars sixty comes into play. I mean, Polly Gray just doesn't doesn't run on a good truck at all, so that's a big one for me. But I had Lagreza on top, uh, third up after two runs at the eighteen hundred metres. Uh, gets J Mac on board now, loves a firm service, so I'm hoping that the rain doesn't come down as much as it will on Saturday by this race. Uh, drawing well in Barrier One, which is a massive positive because the way she races, she loves to sit way too far back and she always seems to finish off really strongly and be one of those uh, eye-catching runs. But, you know, if you give them too much of a head start, you can't get there. So, um, but yeah, personally, I think she's the best horse in the race if the conditions suit. Just another one I want to spec at large odds, Deepwood Vale, $26 and $5.50. I've always had time for this horse. I've been on the right end of the stick and I've had a few frustrating ones out in random trucks in New South Wales. But you can't ignore last start, 65 kilos on board and just absolutely went on with it one by a few lengths. And I just think they wouldn't, be, there's no way that they would bring Deadwood Vale up here and book Willow in if they didn't have some confidence about the race because they could easily go and find a nice provincial race in New South Wales this weekend for good money. So I'm very confident that she runs well at big odds. And, but yeah, I'll, I'll have a little spec each way on Deadwood Vale and probably find LaGrizzer on top. There's plenty of different ways to, uh, to go and have a look at it. You'd almost want to lay... Uh, Polly Gray at those short odds and hope that the rain comes, see if you can go and take someone else's cash. Yeah, well, um, just Eagle Farm and Polly Gray together just don't seem to match for me. I just don't like the look of it. Every time there's a bit of a soft deck or a real cut-up track, Polly Gray always gets the job done. Fantastic record on soft, but any sort of firm footing underneath, she just doesn't like to run on it. So I'm not taking two dollars sixty about Polly Gray. There's no no way. Yeah, it stinks a little bit about when uh, a little bit of when Graceful Glamour came up for one of those mares races uh, a few weeks ago. There, so it looks Very like we've, looks looks like we've read that book before. Yeah, exactly right, mate. This one's going to be all yours, mate. I um, I haven't even I haven't even done form for this race. I'm not going to lie to you. This is going to be a whatever Jack says. That's what I'm going with. So, Battle of the Bush final, mate. Uh, Twelve hundred meters. Current favourite is Tango Rain. $4.80. How the, I don't know how to say this, but Awanichi, $5. <laughs> Balenti, Nick Walsh Stable, $6. Rather Salubrious, trained by David Reynolds at $8. Raiden, Ryan Wiggins on board, $9.50. Fully maxed, $12. Manila Mist, $13. OY's got Tommy Berry on for Pat Webster, $20. And then this goes on for ages with large, large odds. So, yeah, mate, take this one away. This is all yours. Yeah, so for anyone that doesn't know, the Battle of the Bush is a a, a series set up and the whole aim of it, much like the highways in New South Wales, get the uh, the country trainers to the city so they can get their horses going around the big tracks on the big days, and I think it's a really cool initiative. Uh, I had just as much difficulty as you, Fish, with uh, doing the form on this one. Places like Emerald popping up on the 
the form guide, picnic races and all kinds of things. Um, I found on top rather salubrious, comes off a, a win at Gundawindi out in the sticks there. This horse has seen Eagle Farm on one occasion. It was over 1,400 metres and it was a few starts ago. I think the 1,400 metres was a little bit too far for her, uh, especially on the day where it was a really soft track. It was absolutely bucketing down to get Eagle Farm to a soft seven. On that occasion, though, she still ran on really well, was only beaten half a length. Um, and Wendy Peel, the jockey, sticks. Uh, so that looks like a positive for rather Salubis. Looks like it'll probably be up on the pace, getting a real cuddled run, uh, hoping that's a advantage with horses with some pace drawn out wide of her. Uh, so I think maps really well from gate six, uh, especially once those emergencies come out because they've drawn some low barriers if they don't get a run. Uh, I think at the moment you can get probably sort of each way odds about this horse punters, and I think you'd be mad to let it go around without a bit of a bit of your hard earned on. But um, another horse that I'll make a quick case for is one that I've had time for a while is Raiden. Uh, this horse goes around often at uh, the likes of Rockhampton and Townsville, uh, Mackay, places like that, carrying 61 or 63 kilos because of his rating, uh, and never really puts in a bad race. Uh, he's drawn the absolute car park, but they booked Ryan Wiggins, which looks a real positive here. So from that wide draw, I think he's just going to really get carted into the race. Like I said, that pace that's drawn out wide. Uh, and if there's a horse coming down the, the middle of the outside of the track with a blue jacket, it's Raiden. And if he gets the win, I won't be surprised at all. He's another one that you can have an each way play on. So a uh, little bit of meat on the bone there for the punters. I think if uh, rather Salubrious doesn't win and, and finds a bit of uh, trouble in the straight. I think it's going to be uh, Raiden down the outside. Yeah, I think it's an awesome concept, mate, and I think it's very good for connections, obviously, that have horses out in the sticks or wherever they get trained and they get an opportunity to come to town, especially on a big day like today. How excited would they, oh, this weekend, how excited would they be for it? So I definitely like the idea of it, and I'm, I'm, I am a big fan. I, I don't find them easy to choose in Sydney, but I am a big fan of the... Uh, the Tab Highway races, as much as I, I like to bag him out when I'm trying to pick a winner, but the concept of the idea is fantastic. So, yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll jump on board with you there, mate. I'll just back rather salubrious because um, I'm not, I haven't dived too much into this form. The other one is that looks interesting is um, Owenichi with Hugh Bowman on. It's a good booking and 24, 24 placings from 30 starts is pretty good. And Look at the times and the 1,200-metre runs that he's been having recently, pretty pretty good as well. So it's it's an interesting race. Absolutely. Another thing that you – it's a great point that you made about the connections, and it's probably a really good scenario in Queensland at the moment with the COVID thing. Imagine if someone's owning a horse in, you know, Cairns or way out in Emerald or somewhere, and they've been able to book a flight and come to Brisbane for the weekend. They can go to what is our – or what is supposed to be the best track that we've got in Brisbane – and they can go and see some really good, uh, well, incentivise who's going to go and hopefully contest a, a Caulfield Cup uh, if you can get sort of ballot exemption, but we'll get into that in a minute. Um, see incentivise and some really good fillies and mares going around and things like that. It'd be incredible for them, something they've ne- may never have seen before. Yeah, exactly right. And plenty of um, also jockeys that don't get the opportunity to ride at the tracks like Eagle Farm and stuff as well. So... Yeah, it's a great concept, and I'm looking forward to watching it. Like, you know, I can just picture it now. There's going to be, you know, the 15, 20 horses fan and out at Eagle Farm. It'll be, oh, it's going to be an interesting watch. It'll be, it'll just be good fun to watch, punters. So, uh, even if you don't have a bet, just have a watch. It'll be good fun. 
That's it. Uh, now we're getting into the big ones. Tattersall's Cup, 2,400 metres, uh, Group 3. Got that horse you've been talking about, Incentivise, is back for another race, uh, $1.40. Current favourite, um, Southern France. Melbourne Cup hopeful again at $6. Mirage Dancer, $8. Traduce is on the quick backup as well with Robbie Fred on board at $12. Uh, Romacash, 23 Savvy Oak, 23 And then you've got Triple Figures. Where's uh, Incentivise going to land here, mate? Is the map kind? I'm just bringing that up for the punters now. But I'm also bringing up something else just for the incentivized case. So, sorry, I'm just getting a couple of screens going here, punters. But uh, I think you can almost throw the speed map out the window for this one. Whether they go – if they go slow, incentivized will go forward. If they go fast, he can sit back. He'll do it one way or the other. So, uh I don't think that the the trip or the uh, map is much of an issue for this horse at all. Uh, I think, if anything, maybe the biggest question could be, um, and you'd be struggling to make the case, I mean, he's carrying 55 kilos on Saturday, but he's carried 58 the Saturday gone. So the quick backup, um, it looks like a $1.40 horse that's genuinely bulletproof. I think the... The most interesting part about this horse pun is, so for a race that was won last year by Brimham Rocks and the year before when it was over 3,000 metres, it was won by Bowen de Clare, who uh, I believe went on to get a Melbourne Cup after that. Uh, this horse looks like it's going to be, or this race looks like it's going to be the stepping stone for incentivised to go and get a ballot exemption for the Caulfield Cup. This is the biggest, probably the biggest talking point of the entire day. Now, going to the Peter Moody stable, he's got to get into a race like the Andrew Ramsden, the Bar Cummings, um, to then get into a Caulfield Cup. Um, there's a couple of others here that I've just got to get, if I can find them. I don't think that I can at the moment. Um, but the, the most important thing probably for this horse, he needs to win on Saturday to bump his rating up more so that he can go and race in a ballot exemption race in the spring, book his ticket for a Caulfield Cup, then he'll get in with a really low weight. I'm talking like 50 kilos because of his rating. And then if he runs well enough in a Melbourne uh, a Caulfield Cup or, or wins a Caulfield Cup, he'll go on and run in a Melbourne Cup hunters. So um, he's got to win by a big margin. He's got to win and he'll, he's got to win by a big margin to, I think, stamp his authority on a, a spring coming up that he is a pretty good stayer uh, because not many of them come from Queensland. And um, I think it's going to be the biggest talking point of the day once we, once we get through it. And I'm a bit underprepared with information. I'm sorry here, punters, but I'll put something out through Brilliance uh, during the week about it because it's a really interesting uh, talking point. Yeah, it's an incredible story, really. Um, you know, had the debut there a long time ago and then had a 200-day spell and just basically gone through 1,400 1,600, he just keeps winning and seems to keep getting better as the races come along. You start thinking, well, is this horse going to get tired? Is he going to put in a bad performance? But, I mean, the, that's a demolition, what, what he's been doing recently. So, I mean, yeah, I'm really hoping that it works out again on the weekend. They get the win here and then then the horse can go off for a spell and sort of hopefully get a target. I'll be able to target that Caulfield Cup slash Melbourne Cup um, type of preparation and it'd be a fantastic story. But, 
I guess we'll see on the weekend. From a betting perspective, I'm only going to touch the race if uh, Mirage Dancer gets out to about two dollars, two dollars fifty a place. I think on on current ratings, Mirage Dance is the best horse in the race. Uh, you know, taking away incentivise, uh, and I think his his rating would currently have him probably the best horse in the race. So if we can get two dollars fifty odds, two dollars a place, then I'll, I'll have a play. But other than that, once again, it'll be a sit back and hope that incentivise does what he did on the weekend. It would have been a nice watch from where you were. Yeah, I do. It was from the inside of the track. It was. Uh, Really interesting angle because coming into the top of the straight and this thing's already starting to absolutely bolt away. Um, it just, I mean, everything else was off the bit and it just showed that he was in such a bigger class. But um, stay tuned for the the, the brilliant socials uh, during the rest of the week there, partners, because I'll put something out about incentivise and what he needs to do to try and book his ticket for a Caulfield Cup provided he gets the win on Saturday because he needs to boost his rating a bit further. Yeah, it's a nice point you make that about um, horses and staying races. I was watching it on the TV on the weekend and and one thing that I look for in the staying races, and I just look at the jockeys when they come around the corner and you can see half the field, you know, the jockey's already up and going and moving around and about to make his move and then you see one or two horses and like incentive was on the weekend, you could just see Jockey in absolute cruise control there. You know, you, you can tell that the, the race was won about 300 metres before the finish. So that's always a good thing to see, especially if you're on board and, and, and back the, the horse doing that. But we'll move on to the uh, race seven is the Edward Street Brisbane Benchmark 80 race over 1,000 metres. Current favourite is shooting for gold. Uh, Bailey North Durf will ride that one at $2.35. Devil's Temptation, $5.50. Ken's Eye the Wolf. Uh, from the David Murphy stable, $8.50. Desert Man, $12. Kunanga, $12. Wudang Blade, 15 Large odds of rest, mate. Um, how are we looking here? Uh, looks like Wudang Blade will look to take up the lead here, punters. Devil's Temptation and Desert Man, the second pairing. Uh, Ditmas on the rail uh, inside of Spirit's Choice and Kunanga. So if you back that horse and it wins, you might be able to go and buy yourself a good drop of red. Then it's uh, Runcis on the fence. Uh, inside one strike ice, the spinner and shooting for goal going to be the back towards the back. Sorry, punters with Genzai the Wolf and Unguarded. This one looks a really easy bet to have on Saturday. Fish is shooting for goal. The first two starts last prep, I was trackside and watched one of them. This horse is incredible. Uh, uh, one well at, at Doombin and then went to Eagle Farm and won again. Uh, so he's ticked the Eagle Farm box and, and the, the form translates. So uh, that's something that we've not seen a great deal of this uh, this carnival. Uh, then he sort of went a bridge too far, taking on horses like Yao Dash, the astrologist, and then tackling a, a Magic Millions three-year-old guineas. Uh, trialled really well uh, leading into this race, beating a horse called Super Bowl Sunday, who I think could probably be a really short favourite in a race like this as well. Uh, I think he maps really well from gate seven, uh, shooting for gold and uh, should be really hard to beat. I think he'll get the room in the straight and be able to uh, to barge his way through and get the win. Uh, like I said, a really easy bet for me in this one, but uh, how did you see it? Oh, yeah, I landed on Genzo the Wolf. Uh, actually, even though it's been a very interesting preparation, um, as you can see, recently raced over the 1,200, then went out to 1,400, back to 1,200, and now they're finding a 1,000-metre race, which... On figures, you probably say that um, it's his best distance, a thousand meter sprint. But 
Um, the recent run was very nice. Uh, winning over the 1,200 and just got there after a long, sustained run. I like him back to the 1,000 metres. I think some of his best races have been just really sitting quietly at the back. And, and then when, when the gap, gaps open up, he sprints through and takes the, takes the lead. So I'm hoping that's the way that he's ridden on the weekend and can be uh, competitive at $8.50. I had um, Wudang Blade down as a danger at $15 leading because I really like the um, booking of Nafarilla. But one thing to note is I've just found out uh, Nashville has actually had a bit of a hiccup this afternoon and notified Racing New South Wales that he went to the went to a doctor's for an annual checkup for his racing license, and it's been it was in a COVID hotspot, so they're not letting him in the in the state. So Nashy won't be riding up in Queensland on Saturday, and that probably takes away a little bit of confidence I had about back in uh, Wurdang Blade at large odds, simply because he's going to hit the front. And he's going to make it up, make it hard to run down with, um, you know, the thousand meter sprint and being in front. But yeah, Nashi was a big tick there, but he won't be up there. Yeah, I actually did just see that story come through RaceNet there, so that is an, a really interesting one, and I think it's going to change a lot of the markets, uh, especially for the the Tats Tiara, which is coming up. I wouldn't talk you out of, uh, I wouldn't talk you out of. Uh, against either Wolf or Wooding Blade there. I think it's a, a race that if you find one with a bit of value, you can be really well rewarded. But shooting for gold is one that I've got a bit of time for, for sure. I'm really excited to see where uh, he'll go to in his prep. Sounds good, mate. I'll have to have a look at shooting for gold on the weekend and see how he goes. Uh, race eight now, the big one. Sky Racing Tattersall's Tiara, 1,400 metres. Uh, I think this is a group one, is it? Group one, I think it is. Last one of the season, mate. Group one. Beautiful. Current favourite is Tefani. Uh, Craig Williams on again, $5.50. Odium, $7. Uh, Savadiano for Godolphin, $8.50. Hugh Bowman's riding subpoenaed for Chris Weller at $9.50. Brooklyn Hustle, uh, in some good form there, $12. Nudge, who we spoke about earlier today, 14 bucks. Very good odds. Um, Sweet Deal's an interesting one because... Nashi's a regular rider, but won't be up there. So we'll have to keep our eyes on that one. But sweet deal is $15. Then you're getting out to Mizzy, Madame Rouge, flip around the 17 to 20 mark. Dame Giselle, 23. And large odds of rest. This is going to be an interesting speed map, mate. Give us your thoughts. Yeah, it is a really good speed map. Before I get into it, uh, a race that has been won by horses like Invincibella and Prop Response, so some pretty uh, good names on the honour roll there, punters. I found a couple of really, what I thought were really big weak spots in the market here with Savadiano and Sapina being as short as they were, and that will bridge into what I'm going to talk about. I thought that the extra 100 metres for Savadiano is just going to, she really will battle for that. And was also vetted, uh, was that for the 10,000? Vetted pre- yes, you know, I vetted, believe it was. Vetted yeah, going it was before, into, before the race at Vega 1-1. Yeah, vetted going into that race and, and definitely showed it in the run. And and Sapita looked like the Stradbroke was a target race running first up where she's got a really good record. So I thought there was weak spots in the market there. Dame Giselle and Mizzy will be the first pair or uh, official maps have it as the first pair. Uh, Raleem and Ruby inside of Savadiano, then Sweet Deal, Madame Rouge, Stefane. Uh, around midfield, Rocker Clock, Odium, Liar outside, uh, Emeralds on the fence, inside of Nudge, and then uh, Sapita, uh, Coventina Bay, Flit, 
Uh, and then no surprise that Brooklyn Hustle will bring up the tail. And the official maps have but Yamazaki at the, the tail as well. But I think she's a really uh, versatile horse in this race, especially coming out of uh, out of a wide gate there. So race tempo early will tell uh, what, what Yamazaki does. I messaged you before we recorded this fish or earlier today, and I thought that the but the $18 or $17 at the moment for Nudge is just ridiculous. The last win she put in was well more impressive statistically than the first one, although the first one was visually a lot more impressive. Uh, Matt's incredibly well for how she races. She's got that turn of foot uh, to, to roll off sort of the midfield or just behind it. Uh, I, I'd say that she's got that really big turn of foot to beat these. Uh, the only that she couldn't beat, the only horse she couldn't beat in a, a sprinting race is, is Brooklyn Hustle. But I think the Nudge will have the map advantage over her. I, I think if you like Nudge going into this race, you have to like Yamazaki, who's uh, placed within a length, uh, I believe it was, both, uh, both these races that I've spoken about. Uh, so if you like Nudge, then I think Yamazaki is definitely a place chance. Now, I sort of been Brooklyn Hustle for where she's going to be in the map compared to Nudge, but it looks like the penny's really dropped for her. I think the 1,400 metres will be no issue at all, uh, especially since how she ran on last start. I think the jockey change is a bit of a negative, but she's just absolutely flying and you'd probably have to have her in your numbers. How did you see it, Fish? Yeah, I actually landed on subpoenaed. Um, there's three horses in the race that I like, and they're all decent odds. Um, subpoenaed is my on-top selection over Odium. Basically, couldn't split those two, and I just think that um, Hugh Bowman on board, third up here after both decent finishes in the last two starts, and did a fair bit of work in the Stradbroke there. Um, had to sustain a run, but sustained it well, just didn't quite get there. I think the extra fitness suits now. I like the better draw with Huey on, so from the inside draw, I just think that He'll just pose you up where he's comfortable and sort of let it slide along. And then, you know, you're riding for luck there, but in a race like that, that's what you're going to hope for. The gaps come at the end of the race. But I think just not doing that extra work might come into uh, come in handy for subpoenaed. Odium, I like. I think this is probably obviously a targeted race. Um, trialed nicely the Gold Coast before a half-length second to Brooklyn Hustle, but was finishing quite well there in the Dame Ripper Stakes. And she was quite wide that day, so... With J-Mac on, out to the 1,400, looks absolutely perfect. She handles the good and the wet surface, so I think that's a big tick for Odium. And then one more at Massive Odds I want to I want to give a spot, uh, thought to is Rock O'Clock. I can't believe the $26.50 about Rock O'Clock here, especially with the Eagle Tracks. She's ticked that off with a um, decent run last start, just missing after flying home late. That was over 1,600. Now, Rock O'Clock's always been more suited to... 1400. She came into that race with two wins over the 1400. So if she's still holding form and probably isn't a bit over the top after a long preparation, I think that's a massive each way play there, Rock O'Clock. But yeah, it's a great race. Yeah, another one where if you find the, the form that you like, you could be uh, really rewarded with it. But that could be the most uh, that could be the most discrepancy we've seen. We've sort of seen in a race there, Fish, that I've just been to off the top and you've got that on top for me. So that's really interesting to see how, how we've gone there. Yeah, yeah, I guess. Well, yeah, I guess there's always a little part of me that because I do Sydney for most, I sort of come back to the Sydney horses and as you've noticed before, but I mean, Rock O'Clock, three runs, the last three runs have been absolutely high-rated runs for me and she nearly won that 
recent start, the one behind Nudge. That was another close finish where they were all over the finishing line. So, anyway, it's going to be another one of those. It's going to be you got to get luck in the right time and um, get the jockeys to time the run race right for you. So, great race. Yeah, absolutely, mate. We'll uh, wrap it up before we get into our best and next best. Yep. So, last race of the day is the Eureka Stud uh, WJ Healy Stakes, 1,200 metres, which is a Group 3. Uh, the current favourite is... Um, this is a great combination, isn't it? Tony Gone and James McDonald, four dollars. They're both on fire at the moment. Uh, away game comes into this after a nice first up run, six dollars fifty. Usmanov, eight dollars fifty. Exhilarates for Hugh Bowman and James Cummings, twelve dollars. Jen Rules is twelve dollars. Uh, King of Hastings and Hightail, fourteen. Zanaya, fifteen, and then getting out the large odds. I found a bit of value in this race, mate. So I'm interested to see what your thoughts are. Yeah, it was uh, a race that I found quite tough. It's up a lot of horses that I've tipped previously coming into this one. And, I mean, none of them won. So um, I didn't have to think too hard to let go of them. Uh, this one was won last year by Brave Song. And then if you go back to 2014-15 runners, it was won by Dothraki. So uh, a couple of uh, big names on the honour roll there as well for the Healy Stakes. Away game looks to get the lead from Hilo, Hale Manhattan and Dr Zeus, who might even... Uh, go up and sit outside of away game here. Uh, then official maps have uh, Bella Nipotina on the fence inside of King of Hastings and Baller. Osmanov uh, in good time. Uh, in and up, redouble, exhilarates as Anaya, Jen Rules and Hightail out the back. Uh, tipping King Gollan to close out the carnival here, punters with Baller. Uh, he's just dead set resurrected this horse, getting two wins already this prep. Uh, the win first up was over the 1,200 metres on a soft seven, so... I think any kind of soft track on Saturday shouldn't be an issue for this horse. Beat a couple of handy ones that day and even better horses last start in the, the Morton Cup at Eagle Farm. So has ticked the Eagle Farm in their box as well, punters. Uh, has shown versatility uh, already in his two runs. He was sort of a bit further, uh, a bit for the, further forward, sorry, uh, at the Gold Coast and then uh, a bit further back last start. So... Uh, got that versatility depending on what happens in the race early. I think that uh, Baller closes out the card in the carnival, but uh, what's your value in this one, Fish? Yeah, so I'm going to do what I do. Um, I've done plenty of times in Sydney and uh, at the last race, if I'm having a bit of trouble, I'll go and find Tommy Berry. But uh, I found Tommy Berry's horse on top of your hotel. Um, he's a first up jet, loves a good track, which by the end of the day, with a lot of rain involved, it might not be a good track, but I'm hoping that the Eagle Farm firmness is still there. He'll sit at the he'll sit at the rear of the field and, and with um and peel wide and probably just um try and charge down the outside late. But the big field suits as the tempo will be quick enough naturally just because there's lots of horses in the race. And I just think he's great odds at fourteen dollars a four hightail for the Snowden stable. I know they got a high um High rep on him, so high rap on him. Sorry, so yeah, I thought the um, first up run by away game was a massive pass mark. She gave it a good go and probably just ran out of fitness late there. I think that might have been the race at Superior one for me at large odds, which is nice. Yeah, uh, but second up, up, <laughs> second up, you'd expect big improvement from away game, and I think um, you know away game's got the numbers on the board to put put a put the pen through this race, so. Yeah, it's an interesting race to finish off, but I'll take the $14 about Hightail. And you have done it before. I've seen – I can't remember what day it was, but uh, I remember one day it must have been – it was a Randwick or Rose Hill where you'd tip something at 
fifteens or something like that, just dead set positive in in the last. So he's not just uh, pumping his size for no reason, punters. He can do it. You talk about Hightail's first up form, uh, and then you look at his only run that he's had at Eagle Farm, punters. If you just want to uh, a bit more info into how good this horse can really go. His one run was in the Stradbroke, uh, not the one just gone, but the one before. So uh, that was last year, punters. was beaten three and a half lengths by horses like Tyzone, Nick and Nova, uh, Vega one, Outback Barbie was there, Trekking, Graf. Uh, so some really good group class sprinters and beat home Victorium Kementari, Exhilarates, Deep Image. So uh, that's no bad form at all there, punters. But uh, I'm just thinking... He's not going to be good enough to beat Baller, hopefully, on the in the last on Saturday. J-Mac and, and Gollan, you were talking about that combo. That's where I'm going. Yeah, mate, great combination. You can't go wrong there. And I mean, if Tony Gollan can pull off the Queensland Carnival hat-trick with Baller, who was a horse that lots of people thought was finished, sort of starting to finish up, it would be an incredible achievement. Yeah, you're right. You're certainly, certainly not wrong there. But uh, probably another race there, like even $7 for a away game, uh, getting in pretty well at the at the weights compared to some of these. Uh, definitely wouldn't talk you out of her, and it'd be pretty typical that I tip something last start and it comes out next start and wins when I'm off it. So that'd, uh, that'd wrap up my carnival. That'd really sum it up well, punters. Yeah, I'm pretty I'm pretty keen on away game. I think she's you know, all signs point to her running quite well here. I think I assume and I'm pretty confident from what we saw first up that um, she's improved coming into this 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 preparation. So I'm expecting a pretty big run here, and I think you're getting pretty good odds at six fifty and two dollars fifty a place. So where's your best for the day then, Fish? I found it hard, and I'm still I'm still not sure I'm that confident on it. But my best of the day I've got down is mass destruction in race three. I just think dropping back to that three year old class, three dollars sixty, and that nice blanket finish where Satana won last start. I think. Just such a consistent horse and ready to go on with it. And I think they found the right race for him here. So my best of the day is mass destruction. What about yourself? Mate, I'll give uh, – we'll go through your next and, and your each way, mate, and then I'll get through mine. My uh, each way for the day comes in the last in um, Hightail that I just spoke about with um, Tommy Berry on board. And away from that, my um, second best bet of the day, I'll probably give it to – Microwave Jenny in race two, the three-year-old fillies. I just, like I said, I think the market's wrong. I like the times that she's been posting. I think Tony Gollan's got uh, Microwave Jenny sneaking under the radar there. So, yeah, I'm pretty keen on those couple of horses. I'm keen to hear yours too. That'll be a new intro. If uh, if Microwave Jenny gets the win, you just go on. Market's got it wrong. But um, my best of the day is going to be shooting for gold punters. That's coming up in race seven. Uh, I think if they run the race fast, they run it slow. I don't think it's going to matter. Um, I think that shooting for gold gets the win there. My next best is going to be Redoute's image in that uh, that cutest three-year-old Phillies race, uh, race two there. So I'm going to go against you there, Fish. I'm sorry, but that's going to be my next of the day. And then I said it before and I'll say it again. She's won two in a row and you're getting $18 for nudge coming into the Tats TR. I reckon that's madness. So uh, best each way of the day goes to her. Um, have you got any out-wide bets for the weekend, Fish? Have you got anything that you've seen on on uh, any other card there that you're keen to have a go at? No, I haven't, mate. Not at this early stage. I, um, I was that excited to get up to Eagle Farm on Saturday that I literally just dove into the Eagle Farm form and I was trying to nail all that because I wanted to be there trackside with a wallet full of cash. But 
Unfortunately, it's not to be. But anyway, I'll, I'll find my winners for Sydney and post them up on the Brilliance page on Saturday. But what about you, mate? Have you had a bit of a look around? I've actually found a couple of Caulfield that I'm really interested in. I think there's going to be a couple of good races. In race one, Jigsaw comes back to the track punters after beating uh, Artorius on debut at uh, Sandown. So uh, Jigsaw returns. Race three, one of yours lobs at uh, Caulfield there, Fishes Malkovich, I thought was really interesting when that popped up. So uh, could you go and have a bit more of a look at that race? And in race eight, punters, there's uh, – pardon me uh, – Jumbo Ozaki and Corner Pocket. Jumbo Ozaki has been tipped to have a, a fair bit of talent and shown it on a couple of occasions uh, in the past. And Corner Pocket is, I think, four from seven or something like that at the moment. So uh, he's just dead set airborne. But uh, there's a few... It looks like a pretty good uh, little card at Caulfield there on on Saturday, punters. There's, uh, I think Jigsaw's already been thrown up at $2 and Malkovich might be the favourite. So um, maybe a couple there to have a look at. Yeah, mate, I had a quick look at the um, Sydney card earlier this earlier this week when the races were out, and it's a pretty good card there as well. So if you're not in one of those COVID hotspots, punters, get yourself to the local pub, sit down, have a couple of schooners, and uh, hopefully find a few winners. <laughs> Absolutely. Uh, I think the next one, next uh, preview coming out from us, punters, will be uh, for the Sunny Coast next weekend, actually. We're taking a trip up. Up the Bruce to the Sunny. We've got the Group 3 Wink Skinnies for the three-year-olds. We've got the listed Caloundra Cup, a race that uh, that Incentivise was tipped to run in, actually, before they decided to back up for him. And then there's also the listed Glasshouse Handicap. And I'll tell you now, Fish, there could be an absolute moral in that race. I'm not going to tell you who, but I'm, I'm thinking there's going to be something. It could be short, so but uh, I think there's going to be an absolute moral pop-up there in the Glasshouse that... Uh, is the next one from us. But uh, that's about all from myself. Uh, your preview will be out for Saturday morning on Brilliance and you'll also have it through Triple J Racing there, Fitch. Yeah, mate, I'll have um, all my selections up on Brilliance Racing on Saturday morning and then also on my page, yeah, Triple J Racing. And then I'll probably play all my uh, unit bets there, which are the horses around the country that I'm quite confident in. So I'm uh, in a bit of form at the moment. So hopefully we can keep that up. Absolutely. And uh, my preview for Eagle Farm will be up on Saturday morning as well. Their punters, I might be there on the day on Saturday as well, but if the rain comes that they're tipping, I'm going to be at home dry and safe and watching Sky Thoroughbred Central. So there's not a chance I'll be leaving the house if it's raining like they say. But uh, like I said, next show will be the uh, meeting from Sunny Coast, Calandra Cup Day there, punters. So tuning for that next week and until then uh, good luck and hopefully have a fill up and we'll see you next week cheers mate cheers partners have a good one